Preface of the Blue Flower. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Geoffrey Blanchard. The Blue Flower by Henry Van Dyke. Preface. Sometimes short stories are brought together like parcels in a basket. Sometimes they grow together like blossoms on a bush. Then, of course, they really belong to one another, because they have the same life in them. The stories in this book have been growing together for a long time. It is at least ten years since the first of them. The story, The Other Wise Man, came to me, and all the others I knew quite well, by heart a good while before I could find the time, in a hard-working life, to write them down and try to make them clear and true to others. It has been a slow task, because the right word has not always been easy to find, and I wanted to keep it free from conventionality in the thought and close to nature in the picture. It is enough to cause a man no little shame to see how small is the fruit of so long labour. And yet, after all, when one wishes to write about life, especially about that part of which is inward, the inwrought experience of life may be of value, and that is a thing which one cannot get in haste, neither can it be made to order. Patient waiting belongs to it, and rainy days belong to it, and the best of it sometimes comes in the doing of the task that seems not to amount to much. So in the long run, I suppose, while delay and failure and interruption may keep a piece of work very small, yet in the end they enter into the quality of it and bring it a little nearer to the real thing, which is always more or less of a secret. But the strangest part of it all is the way in which a single thought, an idea, will live with a man while he works, and take new forms from year to year, and light up the things that he sees and hears, and lead his imagination by the hand into many wonderful and diverse regions. It seems to me that there are two ways in which you may give unity to a book of stories. You may stay in one place and write about different themes, preserving always the colour of the same locality. Or you may go into different places and use as many of the colours and shapes of life as you can really see in the light of the same thought. There is such a thought in this book. It is the idea of the search for inward happiness, which all men who are really alive are following, along what various paths and with what different fortunes. Glimpses of this idea, traces of this search, I thought that I could see in certain tales that were in my mind. Tales of times of old and new, of lands near and far away. So I tried to tell them as best I could, hoping that other men, being also seekers, might find some meaning in them. There are only little broken chapters from the long story of life. None of them is taken from other books. Only one of them, the story of Winifred and the Thunder Oak, has the slightest wisp of a foundation in fact or legend. Yet, I think they are all true. But how to find a name for such a book? A name that will tell enough to show the thought and yet not too much to leave it free. I have borrowed a symbol from the old German poet and philosopher Novalis to stand instead of the name. The blue flower which he used in his romance of Heinrich von Oftendingen to symbolize poetry, the object of his young hero's quest. I have used her to signify happiness, the satisfaction of the heart. Reader, 
will you take the book and see if it belongs to you whether it does or not my wish is that the blue flower may grow in the garden where you work avalon december one nineteen o two end preface